Hello to everybody and good morning and it's good to be back with you. You know, some people have what they might call a keepsake or a memento box where they will keep things that mean a lot to them. To other people, the items might be seen as being of no worth, but to the owner, they are of great value. And if there was a need for their home to be evacuated, this box would be one of the first things that they would take with them. Now, the contents of this box would be to them a treasure trove of reminders of past days. It would bring them some kind of peace and assurance to the present. And it would also give hope for the future. What these are, these are gems that they would treasure. And these are reminders of things in their lives that they value. In the parables we looked at yesterday from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 through to 46, we saw one man who stumbled across a treasure and another man who was searching and found a treasure. Both of them recognised the value of it and they both made the effort to make it their own. The treasures that Jesus was talking about on that occasion and in these parables was the treasure of the kingdom of heaven. Now, we're considering the Bible, and the Bible is a treasure chest, a place where we find many precious things. I suppose the most precious thing about it is that the Bible is a letter from God addressed to you and addressed to me as individuals. Within it there are reminders and warnings from the past that affect us. There are those of the present and of the future that also affect us. And they affect our past, our present and our future. It teaches us things that go far beyond the wisdom of this world. And the teaching within it is honest, direct. It pulls no punches, while at the same time being bound in love and justice, mercy and grace. It tells us what it is to be right with God. And more importantly, it tells us how we can be right with God. It provides the clothes we need to wear, the food we need to eat, and the equipment we need to be able to serve as part of God's family in this life, in this world, and also in the next. They're not literal clothes and literal food and literal equipment. They're all spiritual. This is how the Apostle Paul puts it when he wrote to Timothy about the importance of God's written word. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17. You'll know these verses because I have quoted them before and I will probably quote them many times again. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Apostle Peter, he reassures us that the writings or the writers of the Bible are not telling us 
things that are based on their own ideas. But they are speaking the truth on God's behalf. Listen to what Peter says in 2 Peter 1 verse 21. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Bible is the written word of God. And Jesus is the living word of God. We know that from John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And in that same chapter, verse 14, John goes on and says this. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John here is speaking about Jesus. So there's a few reminders to us of what the Bible is and what we can learn from it and and the treasures that are held within it. Tomorrow, we're going to look at a precious gem. We're going to take it out of that treasure box. And that's from the book of Proverbs. I'll tell you what that is tomorrow. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you again for the fact that we have this treasure trove that we can delve into. It is your word, the written word. Our Father, if we don't know a saviour, it's where we will find you. This is where the gospel is. It might be hidden, but it's just waiting to be exposed. And our Father, we pray that many will find it. For those of us who know you as our saviour, we thank you that you equip us in this way. We thank you for the power of your written word and the power of the living word, the one who is Jesus. And our Father, we just seek your blessing upon us now as we consider these things and we ask this in his precious and worthy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, it's great really to uh, consider the Bible and I just want to leave you with a quote. The quote is from J.C. Ryle. J.C. Ryle was the first bishop of Liverpool way back in 1880. Really great man. And he quoted many things, and I know I've quoted him before. This is a quote from one of his books, Practical Religion. And this is what he said. Happy is the man who possesses a Bible. Happier still is he who reads it. Happiest of all is he who not only reads it, but obeys it and makes it the rule of his faith and practice. Good words there. I'm sure I'm going to quote them again to you sometime in the future. But let's take them with us today. And may God go with us and be with us. And may God continue to bless you. So, for me, it's bye for now. Bye.